Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery Show on this Monday evening with you is, well, the Hawks continue to make some moves. I'm not sure how good we're getting, but, um, you know, a lot has happened in this short uh, offseason. Let's head out to the waitfor.com hotline. Let's talk to our buddy Brad Rowland. He, of course, of the host of the Locked on Hawks podcast, a daily podcast about the Atlanta Hawks. You can check him out on his personal Twitter page at BT Roland. Brad, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes on the show, and uh, thanks for joining me as always. It is my pleasure. Happy to do it. So let's start with the DeJounte Murray contract. You know, you and I have talked a lot about this, and, and I've talked with everybody about this, that, look, I, I, I like it. I, I like the fact that they went bold and made him an offer. Uh, I just – I don't know what – I don't know that there's any downside to this. I mean, is there – anything that I'm missing with this, but this felt like a, a home run kind of move for this franchise. Yeah, I would say so. I was a little bit surprised that he signed it, but I was not surprised that the Hawks were offering it. I think the whole time uh, the scuttlebutt was that the Hawks were going to offer this contract, and if DeJounte accepted, he accepted it. If not, it would just that would be the end of it because the Hawks can only offer so much. That was the limiting factor. Sometimes, I guess, limitations can be helpful for negotiation because you can go to the player and say, look, this is all we can offer you. This is, this is it. And uh, DeJounte took it. There's some security there for him. But, yeah, I tend to agree with you. Obviously, there's always a little bit of risk with any four-year deal like this. But as far as the market is concerned, this is a below-market contract for the player, especially with the rising cap. And he's, he's obviously part of their future. So it's a move that they definitely should have made if he was able to sign it. And because he did, it worked out well for the Hawks. Yeah, and, and look, I think the idea of getting this done, and I do think that, you know, again, for the Hawks, you know, this is – good to get this done and I think in some ways DeJounte Murray wants to get this done like you put all of this behind you now it's all about focusing on basketball now it's about focusing on getting this team better because if he didn't sign this extension and and look I again I I I was glad that they offered him the max to maybe entice him but if he doesn't sign it then you leave all kinds of questions in the air do they trade him at the deadline? Do they stick with him? Do this? Do that? I mean, there just there would be so many questions floating around if this move wasn't made. And I just think that that now we can put all of this to bed. And now it's just basketball. Now it's just the basketball aspect of things. Yeah, I do agree. And sometimes we forget. I do this too. I think we all do. These guys are human, and there, there's all kinds of reasons why he might want to take the contract. Look, that's a lot of money to lock in, guaranteed. 120 million dollars, even to a professional athlete, is a ton of money. And then, what you, and then what you're talking about there is also a good point. Like, now it's just like no one's asking you about your contract. 
no pressure. You kind of know where you're going to be for a while. He's sort of set down roots in Atlanta. He seems to like to be here. He's talked about loyalty a lot. So, yeah, it seems like that he wanted to stay, and this makes a, a, a good pathway for him to do that while also making a lot of money. Brad Rowland, host of Locked on Hawks podcast, joining me on the waitforward.com hotline. All right, uh, I've been on vacation the last week or so here, but I've still been kind of watching some of these trades. So can, can I, I just, I just want to ask a dumb question first off. <laughs> when, when do we start to get better on our roster versus we just are worried about opening up more cap space? Because every one of these moves that they have made, no matter who's been involved in it, is about, well, the Hawks saved this much money. They've saved $4.5 million here. They've got an expiring contract here. When do we actually start making the roster, you know, significantly better? Yeah, it's a very, very fair question because to this point, even the biggest transaction of the summer, other than the Murray extension, was the John Collins trade. And in the press release, the Hawks even admit that was a move that had future-facing flexibility on the mind. No deals that the Hawks have made this offseason are really geared toward improving right now. And look, as far as just just the roster and just this season. This team is actually not as good as it was a year ago because yes. you're just t- basically you're taking John Collins off the team and not replacing him with much of anything other than young guys. Look, for the future, the young guys, Kobe Bufkin, Muhammad Gay, all these guys are very interesting for the future, but as rookies, they're not going to help you win a ton of games. So, yeah, I think that's a really fair question, and they're not, they actually don't have cap space. They, they have tax space now. They have flexibility. They can use the mid-level if they want to, but it is very fair to point out, like, hey, this is a roster that probably needs to have some stuff done to it in the short term, and they're putting a lot on Quinn Snyder. That's definitely fair. I think they're going to be better just by having a full, a full season of a, gray, of a gray head coach on the bench. But roster-wise, I think you're right. This is a team that's not gotten actually better sort of player for player this offseason. So, and I look, I, is, is there a chance that Capella or Hunter still get moved to open up more space and then go get somebody? Because to your point, yeah, they've opened up some space from the tax, you know, and got below the tax threshold. But it's not like, I mean, again, because they have so many players under contract, it's not like that they have a, huge, a, a whole bunch of open roster spots. So could one of those guys end up still getting moved before, you know, we get to the fall? Yeah, I think that's very possible. I think the whole time they've been very available. And, look, if you look at the free agent market right now, the Hawks are not going to really be able to add a big-name player. Those guys are all signed. There's, not, there's a couple of, like, supporting rotation-level players available in free agency, but anything bigger that is really geared to making the team a lot better right now has to be via trade. I think with Murray now unavailable to be traded, trade's not going to go anywhere. You're looking at the guys who still make a bunch of money on the roster, and that is Hunter and that is Capella. And both guys have different reasons to be available in trade. You know, Capella, I think primarily it's because they have a Kongwu on the team. And they, they still like Capella. They've asked for a lot for Capella in trade. It's very clear that they're not going to give him away because they still value him. But they do have a, a young guy at a Kongwu that, 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 that they definitely believe in at center, which creates some interesting decision-making there. And with Hunter, he's just been okay. And he makes a bunch of money. And it's a four-year deal going out from this point forward. So um, that's a, it could be appealing to some other teams. But, yeah, I think certainly if they were going to make a bigger move, and that's a big if at this point, I think it probably has to be around one or both of those guys. So is there anybody on your radar? I mean, you know, I was looking at guys like Cal Kuzma who were, you know, free agent and this, you know, guy and that guy. And it seems like kind of most players that are valuable for what the Hawks can be maybe are kind of off the market. I mean, is there any kind of name that you're looking at that maybe is a left field kind of trade that just kind of comes out of nowhere and, you know, could surprise people? Is there a, a, a name that's on your radar? 
Yeah, I mean, the one that is certainly not necessarily out of left field right now because the state has been out there, but I think you, you keep hearing Pascal Siakam murmurs out there. He's kind of the one name that's been really tied to the Hawks. I think he is someone they do like, from what I understand. They're interested in him. Um, I think some people, I think, wrongly assumed that when they signed DeJounte to that extension that that kind of took Siakam off the table. That's not true in what I've heard. So I think that that's a conversation that could, that could be had. He's probably a pretty logical name. It's a big it's a big contract that probably comes up at the end of the offseason, which is certainly a question. But a good player, a proven all-star player at the, at the three or the four. And also, I think that you have to build that deal kind of around Hunter. Maybe you throw Capella to a third team, that kind of thing. But as far as, like, totally off the radar, it's kind of hard to do that just because, look, I think you, you, you named Kuzma there. I think that's the spot. Like, the forward spots are where you could see a bigger move because they're already kind of locked in in the, in the backcourt. And then center is kind of not a spot where they probably need to use a lot of resources. So, yeah, circle your favorite sm- uh, smaller power forwards. But I think Siakam's the one name that I can basically confirm that they have talked about. I don't know if that's going to get done, but certainly he's the one that I keep, I'm keeping the closest tabs on. Brad Rowland, host of Locked on Hawks podcast, joining me here on the WadeFord.com hotline. And to your point about Siakam, is, and more than even just the name, do you think that the Hawks would be more inclined, I mean, given the way this franchise is looking, that they would absorb a big contract, but in a short term? You know, for instance, if Siakam was in the first year of a five million or five year, you know, gazillion dollar contract, mm-hmm. would they be less likely to take on a guy like that versus, okay, you know, if we, we you know, it was like the DeJounte Murray thing. You know, we, we've got him for a year and then we reevaluate after that year and, you know, we see if he wants to stay or go or whatever he does. I mean, is that maybe more what they're looking at with, you know, the kind of player that they may bring in that, isn't necessarily at the start of one of these big-time contracts? I think it's possible just because of flexibility. Because, look, with the roster where it is, and to this point, I don't want to say they won't ever do it, but to this point, this is not a group that's shown the willingness to pay deep into the luxury tax. So if you look at this roster, if you were to add, let's say, like you said, a three- or four-year deal making you know $40 million a year, you are right there already with just basically three guys, with Trey, DeJounte, and whoever that player is, we'll say it's Siakam in this instance. Whereas if you're doing that on a one-year deal, it's not like a flat-out experiment, but you're not tied to that. If it goes wrong this year with Siakam, you can move on from it. It won't, it won't look good because you would have just traded a bunch of stuff for him, but you can let him go if you want to. Maybe get him, a, you know, whatever the next step is. You don't, you're not tied into that at this massive number. So that could be appealing to them, especially in basically what amounts to year one under Snyder. I know Snyder took over in February, but it's basically a new regime starting out this season. So I think that that flexibility has been a word that I've seen thrown around quite a bit, both financially and even roster-wise, which is not being too tied down. It's what they're doing, trying to be more malleable, more flexible, and kind of letting Snyder kind of put his imprint on the team. Brad, uh, what have you thought about the Hawks' summer league performers uh, thus far? I know it's uh, obviously a very small sample size, <laughs> but you know what? What have you thought? Just kind of first blush. Yeah, it's been kind of what I expected a lot of the way. It's two games of summer league. You know, I think the, the, the fan favorite so far has been Muhammad Gay, the second-round pick. He showed a bunch of flashes, and that's kind of the scouting report on him. I watched a lot of film after that draft, and it was basically like this is, this is the guy who's going to tantalize, and that's not a bad thing. He has a lot of upside. They drafted him thinking he was a long-term bet more than a short-term bet, but you know, 6'11", 6'10", something like that, good athlete, 
uh, good shooting mechanics. Like he's, he's, he's shown some big highlight level plays that always get people excited. And then Kobe Buffin looks fine. The rookie guard, uh, he's not, he's not been lighting the world on fire. He had, a, he had one hot stretch in the second game, but it's summer league. It's early. Um, you know, Vic crazy looked good the other day. He's, he's sort of battling for a roster spot along with Tyrese Martin. So the Hawks have more depth in the summer league roster than most teams do, because they have, I think seven guys that are under contract on this team, which is not usually what's going to be happening. But they're also not like, other than Buffkin, who, they're, and AJ Griffin, they're not like tied to any of these guys for a, lot, a long time and high-profile stuff. So it's kind of just typical summer league fare. But they've looked pretty decent in the first two games, especially the second game, but also played pretty well. And that was probably encouraging everybody. Does it make sense for, you know, Buffkin to, you know, have a shot at this roster and play five or six minutes a night? Or, you know, does it make more sense for him to stay in College Park and, you know, play 30 minutes a night and start and get his sea legs under him with being a professional basketball player? I mean, it just seems like that – I mean, I look at it like this, Brad. I think the last thing that the Hawks need is another rookie or second-year player on their roster because they have to start winning now. And I don't – and I'm not, you know, saying that those guys are bad players or anything like that, but, you know, again, I don't think Buffkin's, you know, LeBron James, and he's not going to come in and, you know, like the like the league on fire – why not stay down in, in College Park and, and start every night and learn how to play the game and just, you know, get your sea legs under you? I mean, just that, that seems like it would make more sense for where this roster is really headed right now. Yeah, I, I think that he could spend some time in College Park. You know, he's kind of on that, on that borderline of a pick in the first round where you don't often see guys in the top 16, 17 picks spending a ton of time in College Park or at, at the junior level, but he could go there for sure. I think the second-round guys, Muhammad Gay, Seth Lundy, will spend some time in College Park for sure. And, um, like, if the Hawks are healthy and they hold this same roster, they do have a pretty decent amount of depth. So I tend to agree with you, generally speaking, that uh, while fans get excited, and they they certainly should, I'm a big fan of that that pick of Kobe Buffkin, um, as a rookie, he probably isn't going to help you win. Um, You probably want to play him a little bit. I think that uh, two years ago the Hawks basically didn't play Jalen Johnson at all, and I think live to regret that because now he kind of needed a, a little bit more seasoning in year two. There's kind of a delicate balance there that they have to walk, but I do think it's more like experimental. You want to have him play some, but he's not going to – you kind of have to know that he's not going to be a fixture for you every night making your team better. It's kind of that mixture of like, all right, we want him to develop, but we also want to win win games now, and that's kind of a tough tightrope. Brad Rowland, he is the host of the Locked On uh, Hawks podcast. You can catch it uh, Monday through Friday. He is also on Twitter, at BT Rowland, and join me here on the waitfor.com hotline. Brad, as always, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a few minutes tonight. We will certainly chat again here soon. Thanks for having me. You got it. John Chuckery. We'll be back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.